Victim advocates and court lawyers say the country's increasingly dilapidated court buildings are not fit for purpose and are in some cases causing harm. Newly released documents paint a grim picture, with half the country's court buildings failing, some are not safe, many are leaking, and the cost of repairs has blown out past a billion dollars. In these papers released to RNZ, the Justice Ministry says more than half its assets are failing, with leaks, earthquake and service problems. It puts that down to chronic underspending. In an internal document, it admits to spending just a fraction of what it should be to keep the buildings up to scratch. Tauranga's court building is so bad it has had to send High Court sittings to Rotorua. Ruth Money's an independent volunteer victim advocate working daily in the courts, assisting victims of serious crime. They are absolutely not fit for purpose. They re-victimise everybody. It doesn't matter whether you are there as a defendant or whether you are there as a survivor. Uh, The trauma and all the extra hassle involved in the actual environment just puts another layer of uh, hurt. Is there a background you can assist with to some of the projects that appear to have blown out? Well, I was a member of um, Teupu for Justice Minister Little, where we uh, consulted, we travelled through the country, um, speaking to so many people with lived experience, including um, staff, defendants, you know, someone like me who works there, victims. Um, And in that report, we speak about the state of the courts. We speak about them not being fit for purpose, how when you show up to court, you have to go through one security entry. And quite often you will come to face to face with the person who has allegedly at that point, because we haven't got a conviction, raped you or assaulted you or your whanau. So you have to come in the same entry. Uh, the Faripakus are not fit for purpose. They are a terrible place to visit. Uh, some of the chairs are broken. If there are chairs, um, I've had trials moved because we've had flooding um, or courtrooms aren't fit. Um, so all of this is kind of in the report saying we need to upgrade and make our facilities better. Uh, but these projects have all fallen over. And could you explain a little bit about Tauranga, which is on the spotlight at the moment? All its high court sittings of late have been heading to Rotorua. Obviously, mm. there's many issues, including jury pool and all these other matters, as well as the sheer inconvenience and stress for everybody. But it was supposed to be a model of a redesigned court. Uh, could you explain a little bit more? Yes, it was. There was a lot of mahi done to make it kind of best practice. That was what the concept was at the time. And at the time, we did acknowledge, hey, look, yes, that will work. And it, it did seem to be working. It certainly wasn't best practice in terms of other jurisdictions or the transformation that um, the group wanted uh, nor and, and advised for. But it was certainly better than every other country, uh, sorry, every other courtroom around the Motu. Um, however, you're, you're correct. We are having fixtures moved out of there on a regular basis. And you can just imagine when a survivor has put their life on hold, PTSD, panic attacks, unable to work, all of the things that go with being a victim waiting to get to court, and then you're told it has to be relocated or it's adjourned, um, it's just... It's shattering. That redesign project 
has been cut in half, we are told. Just the first stage alone, doubling in price to over $200 million. (laughs) Should things ever have been able to get to the stage where we are reading in the Ministry's own report that 43% of buildings are in poor or very poor condition, this is based on 2019 data, that it expects that deterioration to continue, and that 0.5% of portfolio value spend on infrastructure for good stewardship is well below the 4% that should be spent. I presume that's repairs and maintenance. Um, Should it ever have been able to get to the state, Ruth? No, and that's our point. You know, people in the sector, not just me, we have all been beating our drums and asking these questions for years. You know, public servants have a job to do, and that is irresponsible. Heads should roll. You know, this is costing people their lives, literally costing people their lives. This is your job. Um, and it's your manager's job to manage you to do that. You know, there, it's not just on one person. This is a systemic issue that just shows that we're not doing our job right. They are not being accountable to the public. Is it the is it the officials or is it the political masters? Seven hundred million dollars on thirteen courts alone that are in very poor condition. Four district and high courts in Auckland, so our biggest population, three in wider Wellington, two in Rotorua. And further, that seven hundred million would gobble up all of the ministry's funding. Can we really put it on on the officials? Or who else has been missing the ball here? Yeah, there certainly needs to be political will and there's certainly, you know, the butt stops at the end of the day with the minister. However, my experience is that the ministry are the ones that are supposed to be doing that job. They are the ones that are um, funded to deliver such a thing. So I'm saying I believe that it will be ministry and minister. When you say this is costing people's lives, what do you mean? Um, So I have a number of victims who self-harm and it's likely people charged um, with crimes and defendants um, self-harm as well. It is a very critical time in your life, waiting the inordinate time to even get to court. You know, some of my survivors are waiting three plus years before the court um, has a time for a trial. So at best, their life goes on hold. Um, they miss some work because of the trauma. Uh, they're in constant therapy, just trying to keep their head above water, literally. But we also have people who suicide. Um, it's it is family who can't function, people who lose their job and then end up losing their house. Um, it is a critical, critical time and we have the most vulnerable of situations where people just don't end up getting to court. It's just a shambles. Yeah. I invite the minister, I invite yeah. the ministry staff, come and do a day with me and have a look at this utter rubbish that you are expecting people to survive, literally survive. I'm at Manukau District Court today and I have to walk through the door with a rape survivor and her abuser and their whanau will be at security and hovering outside the courtroom door. That's the state of it. 
Ruth Money, victim and uh, advocate, independent victim advocate. Listening into that is Andy Hill, who's a senior criminal barrister based in Rotorua. Kia ora, Andy, welcome. Morning, Catherine. What's your experience of this? Well, I'd have to echo 100% what Ruth's been telling you. Uh, in Rotorua particularly, we have the exact same problems. Uh, the courtroom is, quite frankly, not fit for purpose. It hasn't been for a long time. And at the end of the day, the administration of justice is what suffered significantly. Can you explain more? Well, uh, I echo what Ruth was saying about uh, complainants and potential victims of crime having to line up outside, um, have to mingle with defendants and their families. It's the same for jurors who have to turn up for jury service. There's only one entrance in and out of the courtroom. And so all of those people are mixing uh, outside. And then when you get into the courtroom, uh, the court itself is not big enough. Uh, there's not enough meeting rooms. Uh, the facilities we do have are falling apart, quite frankly. It's constant leaks. I've seen lights and fixtures falling out of the ceiling. Uh, three or four years ago, the judge's lunchroom had to be shut down and professionally cleaned because there was black mould throughout it. So the, the court here is uh, an absolute disgrace, quite frankly. And yet we're seeing, and I don't know whether this is the same building or not, we're seeing court cases from Tauranga being sent to Rotorua to High Court. Same building, different building? It's the same building, uh, and it's been, it's not just recently that Tauranga High Court matters have come to Rotorua, it's the norm. They don't have the facilities um, in Tauranga for uh, High Court trials, and so it's absolutely normal for Tauranga High Court trials to be in Rotorua. Um, last Four or five weeks, we've had a murder trial here in Rotorua, which has nothing to do with Rotorua. It's all to do with Tauranga. Uh, earlier in the year, we had a 13-week multiple sexual accused trial here in Rotorua from Tauranga. It had nothing to do with the people of Rotorua. So we're constantly getting Tauranga matters over here. And what does that mean for uh, logistics, for delays, for scheduling? Well, it means delays, uh, effectively, because obviously the Rotorua court has to deal with Rotorua business. We deal with uh, jury trials from not only this city, but also from the surrounding areas like Taupo and Tokara. And there is a limited number of courtrooms, limited number of judges, limited number of time. And all of that means delay. Uh, it's very common to have trials occurring two, three, possibly even four years after the alleged offending. Even in day-to-day matters, um, is Tauranga, just help with me, Tauranga is able to do its district court, able to do its list day there, right? They do, and I regularly appear in the Tauranga court as well, uh, but it has similar issues. Uh, I've, I've appeared in a jury trial in, in Tauranga where a fire alarm went off uh, in the uh, cells area at the back, and it flooded the entire courtroom we were in. The, the trial had to be... Um, moved to a different court because literally water was coming up past the desks. How old are most of these buildings? Were they built in like the 19th century or something or the early 20th century? And are they just not coping with the volumes? Yeah, it certainly feels that way. I mean, Rotorua, um, don't quote me, but I think was built in about the 50s or 60s. Um, The cells downstairs in the Rotorua courtroom are an abomination. Uh, They are a, a concrete, very cold very sterile, horrible place to be. Uh, And often people are held down there for hours and hours waiting for their court case to be heard. How does this affect... uh, How can I put this? The the, the safety, including of the accused and and of of, um, survivors. What's the psychology 
behind it. It's kind of like the old Mount Eden mentality, isn't it? Again, we're talking 19th century stuff. But when you're really trying to resolve things, when you're really trying to get a resolution in people's lives, however that's going to go, what role do these conditions play? Well, I think Ruth's right. Um, Coming to court for complainants or survivors, defendants, supporters, jury members, quite frankly, is a foreign environment. It's quite a stressful environment. You're often there to talk about very sensitive things or very troubling things that have happened in your life. And if the facilities themselves are just second rate and are falling down around you, it just compounds what is already a very stressful situation. I know in some smaller regions, I think it is in the Rangatiki district, perhaps the central North Island, where there's like a three or a three hour, half hour trip now away because of a closed courtroom. Um, but this is the um, this is this is the other the other matter, I guess, just the sheer uh, logistics of it. What do you hear about the delays in repairs, upgrades, replacements? Are you surprised by the scale of what's been repa- revealed in our story this morning? For example, zero point five percent of property by value spent on repairs and maintenance, essentially, or on upgrades, when it's supposed to be four percent. That, that it's going to cost the entire Justice Ministry budget to upgrade all these. Is that a surprise that it's been, it's got to this state? No, lawyers and other stakeholders here in Otsurua and around the Bay of Plenty have been pulling their hair out for years and years at the state of the buildings that we have to work in. Uh, I know uh, the Rotorua court uh, went through a period where they were thinking about redeveloping it and trying to redesign it. Uh, That was shelved. They've uh, thankfully just purchased some land in a different part of the city and are intending to build a new court. Um, Heaven knows how long that's going to take. But these problems have been around and been known about for years and years and years. And so where does the responsibility lie? Given that this is a funding and a budget allocation issue, where do you believe it lies? Look, I just think successive governments haven't prioritised it. It's just been an issue way down the list for them, and the buck just keeps getting passed and passed, and they expect people in the system, lawyers, ministry workers, defendants, complainants, the rest of it, just to put up with it. And um, it's been going on for too long, and, and fundamentally it is having an impact on the administration of justice. Well, final word on that, when it comes to jury pool, if Tauranga's... Um if Tauranga's high court cases are coming to Rotorua all the time, we know the challenges there are to get a really representative jury in front of people, um, often skews towards the retired being available and others have got excuses why they can't be. That's right. But if you've got two cities and essentially one, two cities with the cases and one jury pool available, what can you comment? Yeah, well, that trial I spoke about um, a moment ago, the 12 or 13 week trial involving multiple um, sexual allegations, uh, I understood it took them three days to select a jury because so many people were trying to get out of it. So many people didn't want to serve on the jury because the public of Rotorua are essentially slammed. They they are expected to turn up and participate on juries um, at a rate far um, in excess of, of other regions and, and quite frankly they get sick of it and rightly so Thank you very much for your time this morning too, that's Andy Hill, he's a senior criminal barrister based in uh, Rotorua